Welcome to the spirit room. I'm Melissa White. And I'm Danielle Serank, also known as the Squamish Medium. We're mediums. And moms. And we're inspired to create this space for the spiritually curious, the developing intuitive, and the soulful spirit. Welcome again to the spirit room. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the spirit room. I'm Melissa White. And I'm Danielle Serank. And this is our very first episode. And we're so excited to be bringing you this brand new podcast. Um, what we thought we would start with um, for our very first show uh, would be to introduce ourselves, talk about um, our goals and our intentions for this show and what we want to bring you guys and uh, just kind of give you a little bit of a taste of what we're about, what we're, what we're really striving for. Um, so with that, um, Danielle, what would you say is your, your intent? What is your real goal with this, this show? Well, it could be two parts. It's a little bit selfish in nature because I love talking about all things spiritual and there's not a whole lot of people in my immediate circle that are open to these type of conversations. And I also want it to be uh, you know, platform for other women to connect with that are still in the spiritual closet that feel like they have gifts and aren't quite sure of those signs um, leading up to them discovering their intuitive abilities. So I feel like our discussions are candid and authentic discussions, people will hear a little bit of their own stories within it and not feel so alone and feel a little bit more courageous to step out of that spiritual closet. I love that. And I think it's, it's a great thing to put something out there that's very honest and very sincere um, because there's a lot of things that we talk about just as friends um, that and, and working mediums and navigating life and motherhood and uh, the spiritual life and sort of walking between always two worlds, you know, being very much in a human experience at the same time, living a lot of our life uh, in the spirit world and, and interacting with spirit. So um, I think it's good to have an honest look at that and it gives other people reassurance that it can be done um, and maybe some insight into some of the things we've experienced might help others to realize, like you said, they're not alone in it. Um, and it's not a perfect, uh, always sunshine and roses. It's like there can be difficult times and there can be things that are challenging and sort of maybe give some insight to people as how we can we can persevere. Um, for me, it's a creative outlet. It's something that I really really crave in my life to be able to put um, put something out into the world that is going to be um, yes for information purposes to help people to teach people because I think at heart we're both very much teachers. We want to share the things that we know and the things that we've learned. Um, but also just fun to, to kind of be in the energy together and create something together. I think that's going to be such a beautiful, really healing kind of experience for both of us. I think so too. And you're right on the creative outlet. And I think we have been talking about doing a podcast together for well over a year now. This yes. Is, you know, we have just wanted to do together. And I think that it's going to be a ton of fun. And our personal conversations are so energizing and they're so real 
And I think that the world needs to hear these type of conversations. Um, they're very accessible for people. So I'm very excited for the spirit room and I'm excited to see um, what kind of ripple effect that we can have on people who are wanting to know more about this path. Definitely. It definitely, and it's an opportunity to really also bring our unique kind of energy to the spiritual world, you know, putting it out there for people who are seeking, people who are looking for um, inspiration uh, along their path. And it doesn't even have to be um, people that necessarily are all people that necessarily want to uh, be working with spirit professionally, but even for people who are just really curious and really drawn to it and might want to experience spirit in their everyday lives and how to become closer and work with spirit in a way that can really um, create, they can create a, a bond, a friendship with spirit for themselves. Yeah, definitely. And maybe we should talk a little bit about how we serve spirit. Like, sure. Yeah. You we? Yeah. Oh. Well, you, you start, you go ahead. Okay. Well, I've been, um, you know, I feel like I was called to mediumship really early on in life. I had experiences as a child, like most people um, can probably resonate with, but it wasn't until I was 31 and I had my first child that the mediumship abilities came to me at a level that I couldn't ignore them anymore. I, I definitely had, a, I call them awakenings at like 17 and 24 and 27, but it was 31 when I finally hopped on to um, that development path. And I've been developing for the past six years. I opened up my practice Squamish Medium um, back in 2016. So I've been doing it for almost four years now professionally, kind of like, you know, air quotes out of the closet. I do just do a part-time. Um, I do have a full-time job in Indigenous healthcare and health and wellness, um, which I'm also very passionate about. And I went down to part-time this year so I could serve more through my Squamish Medium practice. So I do one-on-one -on -one readings. Um, I'm currently booked until February right now, though. And I also teach development circles and one-on-one mentorship with other folks and it's my goal over the next year to start doing group readings and do some demonstrations of mediumship which I know my buddy Melissa here will probably help me with <laughs> I will be strongly encouraging nudging uh, using force whenever necessary <laughs> tricking um, me into a demonstration <laughs> yeah well I think that it's time and I know for myself that the only way that I ever did it was by making myself do it. Like just like getting over myself and, and putting myself out there. So I know that you're ready. So we'll, we'll definitely, we'll get on that for sure. For sure. And I think that that will be pretty fun to document through this podcast even, right? Like, yeah, I, I love your story. We have two kind of different stories. Like you're just like so brave and courageous and I admire that so much. So I'm excited for you to share your story because I admire it so much and I took kind of like the scaredy kind of cautious scaredy route but you just like went all in and you're doing amazing so well yeah I don't know if it means sometimes I think it's courageous sometimes I think maybe <laughs> it's like insanity um but I I don't know I mean I'm one of those people that I will put myself out there even if it's scary and I think that I don't know. I think part of it was because at the time that I came into my development and my uh, realization that this was, a, a, you know, going to be my path, um, I was just at the point in my life where I really needed it. I needed it to to work. I needed to be able to um, 
really embrace it. It was sort of like, I, I felt like I had no choice. You know, it was just like you said, it was brewing in me for a long time. Looking back, I do, I do recognize how I was interacting with spirit all my life. Um, but I really didn't know that's what I was doing at all. Like I just, I didn't have that awareness. So same thing. I had awakenings at different ages as a teenager. I noticed I could manifest things really easily when I was a teenager. That's when I really started to realize, huh, there's something kind of, I felt like I was just a bit magical. Um, but, um, when I had my son, I was 23, and I had a pretty big uh, life-changing near-death experience that really did open my eyes and make me really see things differently as far as, yes, there is a spirit world, and yes, you know, we can interact. Um, but I wouldn't say that I knew I was a medium even then. Uh, and then like you, when you had your daughter, same thing, when I had my daughter, she's now eight, um, but when I had her, uh, that's when everything started to kind of become very clear through a series of a bunch of synchronicities and stuff. Um, but sort of made me realize, yes, okay, this is what it is. I convinced myself, I proved it to myself that I was in fact a medium. I accepted it finally. Um, and I think that since then, um, it's all been happened very quickly, you know? So within my first reading I did for a stranger that I didn't know, it was like turned into full-time readings, like more than full-time. So it's been the last seven years that I've been, uh, since I've been starting serious, you know, development. Um, and now I do group readings, I demonstrate, I do one-on-ones, um, and I mentor and teach, uh, help coach other people, you know, same as you, to open up to their abilities. And I think the part that I love so much about the teaching aspect is that, I kind of want to provide what I felt I didn't have in the beginning of my development. I felt really alone in my, um, you know, in my development. So a lot of the things that I've done within my practice have been trial and error. You know, I've had to just really like do the work, like learn through doing it and doing it very scared sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's led to the greatest you know, amount of, learning. Um, but I like to, I like to share what I know. I like to share like my experience because I feel sometimes people have such great abilities. They're so strong and they have so much potential, but the only thing that holds them back is the fear of what they think it's supposed to look like, mm. what it's supposed to be like. And I find within professional mediumship, I don't know why, but I think a lot of people are are afraid to talk about the challenges or afraid to talk about the reality of it for fear of maybe looking like they're not, you know, that they're not, they're not going to be seen as, um, you know, like as good, you know, or maybe that they become very vulnerable in that way. But I think it's important to share that so that more people feel empowered to do it. I completely agree. And same with my development journey. You know, I had mentors right away. I had mentors right away and I still have mentors today. I'm always being mentored and I'm always mentoring other people, but yeah. it took me about six years, almost six years before I found a mentor that was willing to be super vulnerable and to talk about, you know, the not so warm and fuzzy side. Again, I felt like because I had all these struggles that nobody was talking about that I maybe wasn't a medium, like maybe... Yeah. I'm not as clear, or I'm not as good, or I shouldn't be doing this for public because I had all these insecurities brewing within me, which I know now are extremely common with professional mediums. Even mediums who have been doing it for decades have yeah. the same 
kind of hangups that, that I have and six years in. So I, I get comforted in knowing that they really kind of never go away or that we'll be continually faced with them. But I also yeah. believe that our resilience to them strengthens and it impacts us a little bit less the more that we go through it. And I think that could be kind of by design as well. True. And you get, I think honestly, you get used to being uncomfortable. Mm. Like I just tell my students all the time, like you just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and not ever really knowing (laughs) how something is going to turn out and not knowing what's going to come out of your mouth until you say it. And it's a huge leap of faith, but it's also each time this opportunity to have like trust your trust in yourself, trust in your ability to face whatever comes your way. And I think that's kind of a challenge or uh, almost like a, we can compare it to life. I mean, really mediumship in many ways can be compared to, you know, what we have to do and what it takes to just live a human life. Yeah, absolutely. I really like that philosophy that you had around just get used to being uncomfortable. And that is so true. And when I look at my corporate job, it's very, you know, predictable. Um, It doesn't really kind of like change. It doesn't challenge me in that way. And I actually get like super flow there and kind of excited because it's like so easy. It's so flowy. Mm. And then when I step into the mediumship is honestly where I, I love it the most. It's the most rewarding without a doubt. I love being in spirit. I love being covered by shippers. I love Mm. the feeling I get in connecting with spirit but it's also where I'm the most challenged in my life. And that's kind of, you know, two part, like really interesting and kind of scary at the same time. But yeah. So I love that philosophy. I'm glad that you find it somewhat uncomfortable sometimes too. (laughs) Uh, yes, yes. Often. Uh, and And I think that's what's kept me from doing demonstrations and we should actually explain what a demonstration is because I've, I've had that brought up. I was advertising your demonstration on my Facebook and somebody's like, Oh, what's a demonstration. So maybe you can tell people what that is. Sure, sure. I always think like calling it a demonstration, I mean, it's a very, um, in the mediumship world, yes, we all know what it is, but to the public, it sounds strange. Like, what does that actually entail? It sounds almost kind of clinical. Like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, so what a demonstration really is, to me anyway, uh, is it's a larger group, you know, so usually like in a group reading, I would do at someone's home, say, I would have like 10 or 12 people, and they're all gathered there. And basically, I read for most of the time, you know, most of the people have spirit people that are coming through. Um, So it's more intimate. Uh, In a demonstration, it's a public event. So all the people that are coming, you know, they don't necessarily know each other, you know, there's, I mean, obviously, friends and family that come together, but group of the public, um, the medium stands at the front, and basically endeavors to just bring spirit communication to as many people as possible, but certainly not everybody in the room is going to get a link from the spirit world. Um, But it's a chance for the public to experience what mediumship is. So you're offering uh, specific evidence details, trying to bring that spirit person to life, you know, really trying to give the recipient of, of the, the communication um, a chance to really feel like, okay, my, that's them. I know that that's my person. Offer them some uh, communication uh, messages um, and a sense of having like a reunion with their loved one. And it's, I mean, it's short, you know, most 
spirit links in a demonstration. You're going to be with um, your your recipient maybe seven, eight minutes, you know, mm. maybe. So it's not the same as having, <clears throat> excuse me, a private reading, obviously, but it's a chance to have um, have that connection. And then also everyone else in the room, even if they don't get a reading for themselves, they're able to experience what that feels like and what what each different person who does receive the communication how that works and 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 what that's about so in in essence you are demonstrating sort of what what uh, mediumship is is all about um but it is it can be very powerful in a larger group you know let's say you've got like maybe 50 60 people at your demonstration the energy in the room is amazing it's you can feel it it's palpable so you've got all your people there that are, are there to attend your event. But then imagine each one of those, you know, human people there has two, three, four, five spirit people mm. that attend with them. So the room is like absolutely full of energy, full of love. Um, and I find for me, I was kind of terrified in a way of doing my first demonstration, but since doing them more and more, it's become one of my favorite, if not my favorite thing to do as far as spirit communication goes because of that boost of energy. The more people in the room, the more spirit in the room, mm. the more amplified, intense it is. It's all readily available. It feels like, oh, this is sort of like a kid in the candy store because you've got so much energy to draw upon. So. Yeah. I think that that would be really interesting. And I imagine even if you weren't getting a reading with that much spirit in the room, there would probably be like a collective healing in some way or another, whether you're healing from grief or you're, you know, disbelieving in a spiritual connection. I bet you everyone in the room, skeptic and alike, would feel that energy shift with that much spirit there. I think so. And that's kind of the goal, right? To kind of touch everybody in the room and to make it interesting enough like have the i'll say this demonstrating is uh, more difficult than say doing a private reading in my opinion mm -hmm. because you have to get very specific more specific even than you would in a, a private session because you've got all those people in the room you have to be able to pinpoint exactly where you're going like you have to know who this spirit actually belongs to. And oftentimes, you know, some of the, the evidence and the information that comes through, if you're sitting with one person and you give them, you know, the run of the mill kind of like, okay, it's a um, pass from a heart attack this age, this is the description, this is their personality, uh, blah, blah, blah. You can, you can kind of, they'll know it's for them. You know what I mean? Without the pressure of having to go deeper. I mean, obviously we're always striving to do that anyway, but in a, in a demonstration, it's necessary to have those very specific details in the beginning of the link. It's almost like you can't work up to it. You have to have a very specific identification um, of the spirit right away so yeah. that you can kind of find where you're going with it in a group of that many people. So in some ways, you know, there is certain things that would be a little bit more um, you know, it's more important in a demonstration to have that, I guess. Um, but you're going to be, you know, you're going to be working towards that in any case. So I would, maybe it's not more, maybe it's not more challenging, but it's just a different way of working. Yeah, definitely. I feel too, um, 
if you're if you're somebody like say you're interested in seeing a demonstration and your husband is not it might be actually a really good experience for somebody to see what that what mediumship is all about in more of like a low cost way yeah right because yeah. tickets are usually what 40 45 dollars for them so it's like you know you're not committing to like this big kind of one-on-one session it's like let's just see what this is about and same yeah. for like people who want to work with you as a student like to watch you work and be kind of like drawn to that so so i'm excited I'm, i am going to challenge myself to do a demonstration um because i don't know it's just something that i just want to try and we'll see how it goes <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, it's, you might surprise yourself and absolutely love it, you know, and that's how I felt. But I find there's people that, yeah, they love the one-on-one or they love the groups, mm-hmm. they love the Dems. And for me, group readings are also, it's what I sort of built um, my um, practice on because they really were a way to connect with more people at one time. And I kind of got into the, into the groove of things, you know, so I had to learn how to um, read for different people in different situations, in different houses, different environments. Um, <laughs> you know, I learned, I think probably the most through my doing group readings than I did through anything else. Have you ever so, been heckled at like a den? Like, are there ever like rude people? <laughs> uh, I can't say that I've been heckled at a den. Um, no. Okay. I've that's good. Had, I've had difficult difficult people and rude people and minimal you know it's definitely the the amazing people outweigh the the difficulties but um i've had group readings where i've been very um very upfront because i know what works and how to get sort of the best results and so i say up front to my uh, clients that you know please no alcohol before or during your reading um, especially in groups I mean of course people are getting together people want to have some drinks but I've just noticed that anytime that I've um, done it and people have been drinking um, that's when if you're a skeptic mm. and you're you've got something like you've got something to prove or you've got something to kind of a chip on your shoulder you've got a bit of a bone to pick with you know any medium uh then mixed with the alcohol i mean it just complicates and that's when i got um very tested yeah. one time by someone and she basically um was asking me questions that well it wasn't even they were psychic questions it wasn't even mediumship she was asking me about her life and would she ever get married and would she ever have kids and all these things and i i was tuning into her and i was like so weird because i couldn't i felt like i was struggling with her and i guess it was the feeling of i knew she was kind of testing me and i felt the sort of energy wasn't right and i kind of realized after you know giving her bits and pieces of information and she was like no 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 um and then i said you know i feel you've got two kids and like i feel you're already in this marriage relationship so i don't know i don't know it doesn't feel right to me and then her friend sitting across the room said yeah she's married and she already has two kids So, so tacky. It's such a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> it's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. And it just, the energy of it is so kind of gross. Like it just feels like this is not why I'm here. Right. Yeah. So um, there was alcohol involved in that situation yeah. too, you know? So I'm just like, mm, no, I, I don't. That was the only time that I felt like that was sort of like a, I guess like a, a heckling kind of thing in a way. 
Yeah. You know, one of my spiritual teachers who I absolutely love, Kyle Gray, he always says, I never mix my spirits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's like no, no alcohol. Well, no, there's, it lowers the vibration to begin with. For sure. And then it makes it more difficult. And then if you add in this other stuff, it's just like a recipe for, you know, it's not going to be anyone's best interest. So I always say like, after I am done, go for it. I don't, I don't care what you guys do after I'm done. Yeah. Um, but it's about having respect for the process. And I felt, you know, in that situation, I was being disrespected, but not just me. Spirit was being disrespected because that's not why we were there. And so I just said, you know, I take this seriously. This is my vocation. And so um, I'm not going to be able to provide you with a reading. Yeah. And she wasn't happy, but I was proud of myself because I thought, no, I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to waste my time and energy when there's people here who want to connect with their loved ones and the rest of it was amazing so I think sometimes you just have to put your put your boundaries there put your foot down yeah I think so too and I just recently this kind of springs up something else and then we should wrap up this episode our initial episode (laughs) but I recently had to say no to somebody that didn't want to work with them (laughs) yeah and that was like really hard and I did it in a really nice way um, almost that gave them your number there, Melissa. That's <laughs> like I that to my friend. <laughs> but um, you, you know, we're kind of built to be people pleasers, people who are drawn to the healing arts and this type of work. And it was one of the times I really kind of honored. Um, I needed to take care of my own energy, my own spirit, rather than trying to like help all the people. Um, but just yeah. totally went with my intuition there. So that lady, I would have been like, yeah, no, don't book a private session. We're good. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So well, I appreciate you sharing that. I'll let you know eventually if I ever <laughs> get heckled, but I think honestly, that's one of the main reasons why, um, I, I haven't done it yet is like, I just get all the eyes on you, all the, the intensity. And I've only been to a few demonstrations myself and I have, nothing to base that judgment off of. I think it's just kind of like my ego and my fear kind of like bringing up all these um, potential catastrophes that likely won't even happen, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think it's all about how you react to it, you know, how you, how you, um, how you deal with anything, you know, so there could be things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there could be all kinds of situations that, that could potentially come up because we don't know who's going to, you know, we don't know the people that are coming, you know, for the most part. Um, these are just, you know, people that are showing up to, to, to see what this is about. Um, but I think if, as long as you remind yourself that, you know, you, you're working with spirit, they're there, they've got your back always. And it doesn't mean that there's never going to be struggle. But I think that just having that confidence, once you've done it once, you'll, you'll see, you know, once you're in it, you feel the energy, you feel totally like amped up. um, And you kind of feel invincible, you know, so I don't know, I, I think you'd be surprised. I think you'd be surprised for sure. All right. Well, let's try to do something before 2019 is over because this is my year of courage. I have done some courageous things this year that I never thought I would ever do. And this has been on my list. I need to do a demonstration this year, whatever that looks like. So Mm -hmm. we will plan for something and we'll document it through this amazing podcast. We just started the spirit room. Um, So to wrap up our initial episode, um, I'm really excited to do this with you. I hope that we end up having this podcast for years and years and years to come and talk about all the exciting things that we go through as professional mediums and 
intuitives. Um, and yeah, I guess my close off is just, you know, thanks for listening. There's a lot of options out there for you. So we really appreciate you tuning into the spirit room. Um, you can find me on Instagram under the Squamish medium hashtag, and you can find Melissa white on Facebook. What's your um, business Facebook account? Uh, what is it called? It's uh, psychic medium, Melissa white. If you search that it will come up. Um, but I think the actual original name that I started with was soul solace. So it could be, you could probably search both of those. Yeah, I think I just put in Melissa White and both your personal yeah. and your business one come up. But you can okay. find us there. So if there's any topics that you want us to talk about or any questions you want us to address on the podcast, definitely reach out to us through those platforms. And thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And honestly, it's kind of a it's kind of a major goal, dream come true to do this. Um, because I'm, both of us are such podcast junkies. We both listen to them a lot. Yes. And I find that I'm always seeking and searching for um, spiritual ones, mediumship ones that are like like real talk. Yes. So um, this is really exciting to do that. And especially to do it with you because I adore you and I have so much respect for you. And I think that we're just going to create something really amazing. So. So thank you guys for listening and thank you, my friend, for, for endeavoring to do this with me. Yes. Until next time, everyone.